What's the latest research say about the insider threat? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about a new study today, and I'm talking with Larry Poneman. He's the founder of the Poneman Institute. Larry, thank you so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure to be here, and thank you for the opportunity. Larry, tell us a bit about this study. What was the genesis of it, and why study the insider threat now? Well, our study is entitled The Risk of Insider Fraud, and it's sponsored by Attachmate Luminat. This particular study is something that we've been interested in conducting for years, and, and let me explain why. Um, you know, we hear about all of these cyber attacks and cyber warfare and hacktivists and all of these really cool topics, but based on Poneman research over the years, we basically have a had a notion that the insider fraud issue or the insider threat still represents a huge problem and a huge vulnerability for many organizations. So we were really pleased to be able to uh, to do this research uh, independently and to determine whether our hunch about the issues of insider fraud were in fact real, and they are. Let's talk about the findings, Larry. What are the key findings emerging from this study? Well, um, the key findings of our study is that um, the insider fraud issue in many organizations is huge, and it's unresolved. A lot of organizations are experiencing all sorts of attacks, both inside and outside the organization, but the issue of malicious or criminal insiders still represents a very, very big security problem and a big vulnerability for many organizations. What do you see as the top threats to organizations, Larry? Well, the top threats to organization, if you had to basically look at number one priority, is the whole issue of visibility. A lot of organizations know that there are problems concerning employees, temporary employees, and contractors, but they don't actually have the ability to get actionable evidence that proves, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt, that that employee or that temporary employee or contractor is doing something that kind of falls under the category of fraud or abuse. And that lack of visibility and accountability is a big problem in many of the companies that we surveyed. So what do you see as being the organization's main challenges to mitigating these threats? Well, part of it is enabling technology. You know, it's hard to have visibility in a complex organization of any size. You know, even a small mom-and-pop company with fewer than 100 people, it's kind of hard to know what each of your employees does and what, what they're looking at in terms of sensitive or confidential information, whether they're moving confidential information from an enterprise system to a USB drive. All of these issues, you know, unfortunately, you just can't watch and observe. You basically need enabling technologies. And there are technologies that do a, that do a good job in helping an organization get to that actionable evidence when it's needed. So, for example, we are seeing organizations deploying network intelligence or SIM technologies. Uh, the issue of mobility is creating a lot of risk, and we see mobile device management tools being deployed. Uh, data loss prevention is uh, very, very popular. And in general, governance, access governance, and restricting who has access to what, and if, in fact, they have access to make sure that they're doing that in, in appropriate ways, technology becomes very helpful. But I don't want to overlook just plain blocking and tackling governance. You know, technology just gets you so far. You need to educate people and you need to have the right control procedures in place to ensure that people are aware of insider fraud. If they see someone doing something suspicious, you know, they are the first line of defense. 
And if they're a bad guy, you know, they're in a working in a company that is starting to step things up, the bad guy is less likely to do bad things. They'll find another company to work for. So basically, it's about technology, governance, and control. Now, I took a look at the report, and there were a couple of topics that jumped out at me I want to ask you about. And the first is about C-level executives. Why are they so out of touch on the insider threat? Gosh, that is a great question. And I'm not sure if we have the definitive answer, but let me just tell you what our research suggests. It suggests that C-level executives are not involved enough in issues concerning security, data protection, the protection of intellectual property assets, for example. A lot of C-level executives just assume it's getting done by an underling or, you know, someone lower in the organization. And it's a technical issue that gets solved by technicians, not by senior level managers. And so, you know, we always see that surprise on the face of the CEO or board of directors or a member of a board of directors uh, when their organization suffers a security exploit or a data breach. But it is a common problem that a lot of organizations have C-levels, that they're not told about all of the things that are going on in their organizations until it's too late, until they suffer from a data breach or a security exploit. Now, you said in the report in our conversation today that tools are key. What, then, are the tools that organizations really need to better detect and prevent these threats? Well, unfortunately, you need a lot of these tools. Um, first and foremost, you need tools that help you identify whether or not a person is has appropriate credentials to access certain files or to retrieve confidential information or to basically uh, enter certain confidential systems. Um, not having tools that help you identify, you know, who has a right or does not have a right to information and not just information sitting in databases, but kind of the plethora of, of unstructured data files like you know, spreadsheets and PowerPoints and business memos and Word documents, all of that information in the wrong hands can present a very, very big problem to organizations. And I think a lot of organizations don't necessarily have the tools on the unstructured side, and they may barely have the right tools on the structured side in terms of, like, databases and so forth. So access, management, provisioning, um, those kinds of controls become very, very important. You also, as I mentioned before, need to have visibility into what people are doing or, or, or not doing in some cases. And so security intelligence tools, network intelligence, or sometimes something referred to as SIM, these technologies are very, very helpful in putting patterns together to help you, you know, find the needle in the haystack. You know, a complex organization, you have thousands or tens of thousands of people who are accessing files all the time, 24-7, 365. So the key is the ability to pinpoint an unusual event or an issue that deserves greater attention by the security team in your organization. Um, another issue I think that's really important is the ability, again, as I mentioned, to have a governance infrastructure so that there are people who are accountable in the security area, in the IT area, in the compliance area, to make sure that those people are directly involved in ensuring that enforcement is appropriate and monitoring compliance against rules, policies, procedures, and so forth. These, taking together these things create an environment that helps organization, re, organizations reduce the risk of insider fraud. Larry, given what you've learned about for insider fraud, what do you see as being the key trends for 2012? 
Well, in 2012, the year that we're in, um, I basically believe that the insider fraud problem is very unlikely to get better. It's probably going to get worse. And now let me tell you why I think that's the case. So we're starting to see kind of the emergence of insider fraud that is a much more complex set of events. It's not just one bad guy doing something like stealing information, but it's a syndicate of bad guys that are attacking an organization. Things like spare phishing, you know, where we basically get people's duped to the point where they're sharing their most confidential information, you know, through an email communication because it just seems legitimate. We're seeing more and more of these attacks. So my guess is that insider fraud is going to continue to be a big problem at a minimum. Even if it doesn't grow, it just stays at the same level. It's going to represent a very, very large share of fraud and abuse that organizations experience. Now, I also think that there's hope. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And what does that light tell us? It tells us that more and more organizations are making the right investment in enabling technologies that reduce the risk of insider fraud and abuse and that give them the intelligence, the ability to spot problems before they become bigger problems. So I think that even though we're seeing a trend that you know things aren't necessarily getting better immediately, I'm very hopeful that in the long term, better technology, better governance, better training of employees uh, will basically lead to a, 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 a safe and secure environment for many organizations. Well, the final question for you, what's your bottom line advice for these organizations on what they can do to get ahead of the insider threat? Well, you know, it starts with, as I said before, blocking and tackling. What do I mean by that? Before you hire a person, do a background check and make sure that person has the right credentials for the job. You know, we see things like, well, you know, this person had a great resume, or this person was strongly recommended by another employee who worked with this employee at, you know, another company. That's not good enough. Background checks of everybody. Also, educating the C-level. I know this might seem silly, but a lot of the C-level executives are not focused on insider threats because they don't understand it. And so it's not a bad idea to create a training and awareness activity that gets people at the C-level to understand the risk that insider fraud or insider threats present to their organization. Also, I think of, uh, an issue that is going to be important is to look at broad trends and types of attacks against organizations. Take, for example, spear phishing. We're starting to see an epidemic of spear phishing incidents, but it's a one-two punch. That's only part of the criminal enterprise. So understanding how fraud is uh, perpetrated in organizations and trying to come up with procedures to reduce that risk is really a good idea. The basic issue is it's mostly common sense, but you also, as I mentioned, need the tools. The tools will help you to achieve success. Without those tools, unfortunately, it's a daunting task that may be very, very difficult to manage. Larry, as always, great insight. Thank you so much for taking time to share your thoughts with us today. Hey, it's my pleasure. Again, thanks for the opportunity to, uh, to speak with you today. We've been talking about the insider threat. I've been talking with Larry Poneman, founder of Poneman Institute. And let's hear now from Christine Myers, Director of Attachmates Enterprise Fraud Management Solutions and the overseer of the Luminet Solution. Christine, thanks for spending some time with me. Oh, absolutely, Tom. It's great to be here. We've heard from Larry about the, the research. Tell us now what are some of the trends that you are seeing in enterprise fraud and misuse today. Well, you know, Tom, fraud continues to be a persistent issue all across the enterprise. It's really a perennial favorite. 
What we see is that the fraudsters are getting smarter. They're starting to outpace traditional detection methods, and it's becoming more difficult to find them. There's also a move towards collusion in the enterprise, and that frequently involves an element of organized crime. But the one trend we do have our eyes on right now is this growing trend of error and misuse. People today are tasked with so much, they have so little time, the opportunity for critical errors that impact business and introduce risk has really started to ramp up. So, Christine, when a potential client comes to you, typically, what are the problems that they're trying to solve? It's a great question. And, you know, to be honest, it really varies. Frequently, our customers come to help them erase blind spots across their applications and improve visibility above, above and beyond what they can get from other sources, like their data logs, for instance. Traditional logging is a real challenge when creating an audit trail. These logs are often incomplete, they're difficult to read, and they don't provide the whole picture. What we do is we use a next-generation technology to capture activity and go beyond what's available in those logs today. So with Luminet in place, you get a dimension of visibility that's typically hidden, providing a way for organizations to see what users actually did, screen by screen. It's almost like having a TiVo for your enterprise activity. So when you look at your customers, which are the business areas or verticals that are taking a look at addressing fraud in their environment? Do you seem to see more likely finance, healthcare, government? And among those, are there trends of those who are deploying enterprise fraud management solutions today? Well, it's truly a mix. Attachment has over 60,000 customers, and many of them are Luminet users today. We find that organizations across multiple verticals are all seeking better information about what's going on with their users, and their drivers can be different. For banking and insurance, we often see concerns about fraud or inside dealing and support for audit and compliance as well. Within healthcare, for example, drivers like patient privacy, HIPAA, and the new accounting of disclosure requirements are important. And then for government, their needs are a little bit different. We hear about the need to continuously monitor users and verify that they're using their access to data and applications appropriately, kind of the trust and verify theme that you're seeing in government today. Well, just a final question for you, Christine. How have organizations benefited most from having a solution like Luminet in place? Well, it's really interesting. You know, within a few hours, we can go into an environment and stand up Luminet and start providing immediate results. The solution can be deployed very quickly, and it starts monitoring right away. We even see organizations identify fraud during our proof-of-concept phase, which is unusual, but that's when we go in and we're doing the technical proving. But in that instant, that you know, one week to 30 days where we're showing them the technology and how it works on their production servers, we can actually help them see what's really going on. So once Luminet's monitoring within that environment, we set up rules to help identify hotspots of activity and begin to proactively identify fraud and misuse and put an end to it. One of the other ways we can provide value is by capturing data with zero impact to performance and then enabling customers to run historical queries against all of the cross-channel data that they have. This is especially meaningful when you have a threat or suspicious activity that you've identified and you want to know if it's happened before or anywhere else in your environment. We like to capture all that evidence preserve it in a secure, encrypted repository, and then you can use it later if you need to for a personnel action or even a prosecution. 
and our digital fingerprinting of users makes that evidentiary case data hold up better in court than other methods of case and evidence management in use today. That's another way we deliver real value. Christine, that's really helpful. Thank you so much for your time and your insight today. Anytime, Tom. This has been really great. I've been talking to Christine Myers, Director of Attachments Enterprise Fraud Management Solutions. She also oversees the Luminet Solution. And for Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.